ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد from this very important book, Sharhu Aqidat al-Salaf, Ashab al-Hadith. The explanation of this very important book, Aqidat al-Salaf, Ashab al-Hadith, of Imam al-Sabuni, Abi Uthman, al-Sabuni, rahimahullah ta'ala, from the great Imam of the Salaf. And the explanation is of our noble Shaykh al-Allama, Rabi'i ibn Hadi, al-Madkhari, hafidahullah ta'ala, وَمَتَّعَهُ بِالصَّحَّةِ وَالْعَافِيَةِ وَغَفَرَ لَهُ وَلِوَالِدَيْهِ وَلِلْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ أَمِينَ We're in chapter 14 according to the English translation of the book Aqidat al-Salaf, page 67 لَا يُكَفَّرُ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ بِكُلِّ ذَنِ That the Muslims are not to be looked at as disbelievers just because they commit major sins. I'm going to read to you this point, the beginning of it, that we started last week, and we continue. قال الإمام الصابوني رحمه الله ويعتقد أهل السنة أن المؤمن وإن أذنب ذنوبا كثيرة صغائر كانت أو كبائر فإنه لا يكفر بها وإن خرج من الدنيا غير تائب منها ومات على التوحيد والإخلاص فإن أمره إلى الله عز وجل إن شاء عفا عنه وأدخله الجنة يوم القيامة سالما غانما غير مبتلا بالنار ولا معاقب على مرتكبه من الذنوب واكتسبه ثم استصحبه إلى يوم القيامة من الآثام والأوزار وإن شاء عاقبه وعذبه مدة بعذاب النار وإذا عذبه لم يخلده فيها بل أعتقه وأخرجه منها إلى نعيم دار القرار Al-Imam al-Sabuni, this great scholar, he says, Ahl-Sunnah, meaning those who follow the correct Islam, those who adhere to the right path, they are Ahl-Sunnah, because they adhere to the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So those who understood Islam correctly and acted upon it in their lives, what is their belief? What they believe? They believe that a believer who commits sins, and we're human, and we're not perfect, we're wrong ourselves. They believe that a human who commits sins, however small or big, whether it's a minor sin or, or major, they may be, he does not become a disbeliever, meaning those sins does not take a person out of Islam. Because some deviant groups, the Khawarij, like in our times, some of their names, Al-Qaeda and the ISIS, they look at the people and, and the Shabab in Somalia and Boko Haram in Nigeria and other than them, these are people they look at a Muslim who is a believer, if they commit a major sin, he's no Muslim anymore. 
But the belief, the correct belief of Ahlul Sunnah of Jama'ah is that when a Muslim commit this sin, as long as that sin is not one of the things that takes a person out of Islam, then he is still in the fault of Islam. If that person leaves this world without, meaning dying, meaning if a believer who used to perpetrate some major sins, now less than shirk, and die and live this life without making any repentance from, from them, I mean from those sins, but that person died upon Tawheed, died while knowing and believing that there is no true God except Allah, that there is no deity that is worthy of worship except Allah, not associating partners with Allah as certain people they worship, some worship the sun throughout the history, some worship the moon, some worship trees, animals, some worship angels, some worship human beings, whether they be prophets or other than them. But this is a person who died upon Tawheed, Islamic monotheism, believing that none has the right to be worshipped, except Allah alone. Why? Because Allah, He alone creates. The, the sun didn't create anything. The sun itself was created by Allah. Those who worship the moon, the moon was not, didn't even create itself. The moon was created by Allah. Those who worship angels, those angels, they did not create the heavens. They did not create the earth. They did not create the air we breathe and the water we drink themselves they were created. And those who worship some human being, like the Jews who they worship Ezra, and the Christians who worship Jesus, Jesus himself was created. And if you ask him a question, those who they say Jesus is the Lord, so who was the Lord before Jesus was born? Because this universe has to have a Lord to run it and to govern it to take care of it, to maintain it and support it. So who was doing all of this before Jesus was born and before his mother was born? Alayin, those who worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they die while they were perpetrating major sins. They are lesser than the shirk. Their affairs will be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, entirely up to Allah. The most mighty and the most majestic. If he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wills, he may forgive them and enter them into paradise on the day of judgment, safe and sound without being afflicted by the fire and without being punished for their perpetration of the sins. He will be brought on the day of judgment with his sins and misdeeds. If Allah wills, he will punish him for a period of in the hellfire. If he punishes that such a person, he will not, however, remain in the fire forever, but he will eventually be freed and taken out from it to the place of tranquility and content, which is the, the, the Jannah. Now, the Sheikh he began to explain and uh, we stopped at the point when now he mentioned
that Imam al-Sabuni says, وَيَعْتَقِدُ أَهْلُ السُّنَّةِ أَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنَ وَإِنْ أَدْنَبَ دُنُوبٌ كَثِيرَ صَغَائِرَ كَانَتْ أَوْ كَبَائِ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يُكَفَّرُ بِهَا He says that from the belief and from the creed of Ahlul Sunnah, from Jama'ah, this is very important to know your creed. If somebody don't know the creed of Ahlul Sunnah, he will be drafted easy. As the Khawarij now, ISIS and all of them, the Qaeda, Al-Shabaab in Somalia, Boko Haram and all of them, we hear through the news that they be recruiting, especially youth. Why does youth go and support them? Because they don't have this creed. They don't know the truth. If they know the true and sound creed, they will never go with those guys. They says you guys oppose Islam. Even though your banner says Islam, Islamic State, we doing this for Islam, for Jihad. But they say, look, but your actions go against what you claim. So it's important for us to know the aqidah of Ahlul Sunnah al Jama'ah. Because it's going to protect us. Okay? Especially in times of trials and tribulations. Those ignorant Muslims who don't know their creed, they're the one that they tempted and they go and fight with criminals, with terrorists, because the Khawarij, that's who they are. Killing people with no right, killing innocent people. Doesn't matter Muslims or non Muslims, but actually, the Khawarij, they kill non Muslims. Seldomly when they kill non-Muslims. But they target the, the Muslims. So now you find certain people who they go and fight with them and support them because of this ignorance of the creed. If they know the creed of Ahl-Sunnah, they will certainly know how wrong the Khawarij are. And they will never support them, but rather they will take a stand that we are taking, and we thank Allah for that, to warn against the Khawarij. So Ahlul Sunnah al Jama'ah, they believe that if a person commits a sin, a believer commits sins, whether it be a lot, minor, or major sins, he is not to be declared as a disbeliever whenever a Muslim commits a sin, automatically he is a disbeliever. قال الشيخ ربيع ولا يخرج بها من الإيمان خلافا للخوارج. Talking about the Khawarij. The ulama, they warn against the khawarij, walhamdulillah. Because Allah warned against them. The Prophet ﷺ warns against them. Naam, the Shaykh Rabi'i says, and this Muslim who commits sins, doesn't leave iman. Those sins doesn't take him out of iman, of faith. This is the sound possession of Ahlul Sunnah. As opposed to the Khawarij. Khawarij, once again, this is a deviant group. One of those groups that they claim Islam and they talk in the name of Islam and big banners and big names, big propaganda and Islam, Islam, Jihad, this, that. But their actions are not from Islam. Their actions opposes the teachings of this beautiful religion of Al, of Al Islam. The Khawarij. فَإِنَّهُمْ يُكَفَّرُ فَإِنَّهُ يُكَفَّرُ بِهَا عِنْدَهُمْ أَهْلُ السُّنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ They look at the sin of a person. If it's a major sin or small sin that is less than shirk, he's not a kafir. He's still a Muslim. Alhamdulillah. But this is a problem. 
And as the Sheikh is going to mention, but that person still in the fold of Islam. The Khawarij, they say, no. Anybody who commits a major sin, he's a kafir. He steals, automatically takes them out of Islam. And I explain to you why they attack Muslims and they kill them and take their properties and their families. Another deviant group that is called Al-Mu'tazila, likewise they oppose the belief of Ahlul Sunnah. They, be, they oppose this principle. Keep in mind, to the Khawarij, this divine group, the Khawarij was Al-Qaeda Bin Laden. Bin Laden, he, he was on that. Now the ISIS and the ISIL and all of those, and the Shabab in Somalia and, and many other different corners on, on the globe. May Allah protect the Muslims from them and protect the, and clean the earth from their evil. The Khawarij, if a Muslim, if a believer commits a major sin, they say he's a kafir. That's it. He's no Muslim anymore. The Mu'tazila, these other deviant sects, what they say? They say he's not a believer. Okay, they take that person out of belief, but they don't say he's a kafir. They say he's between faith and disbelief. He's not a believer. He's not a disbeliever. Look, Ahlul Sunnah al Jama'ah, they say he's still a believer unless if he commits a sin that takes him out of Islam with certain conditions and the like. The Khawarij says automatically he's not a, a believer. The Mu'tazila, they like, no. It's between. If a Muslim commits a major sin, steal, commit zina, drink alcohol, for example, backbite, because these are major sins. Then that person, to the Mu'tazila, he's not a believer. So he's a disbeliever. They say, no, 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 not a disbeliever. So who is he? Not a believer, not a disbeliever. They say he's between. Sheikh Saleh al-Fawzan and the ulama before him, they says, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't, you can't find in the Qur'an this taqseem, that there is a believer and disbeliever and those who are between. فَمِنْكُمْ مُؤْمِنْ وَمِنْكُمْ كَافِرٌ Allah said, that's it. Here is he who created you from those who are believers and those who are disbelievers. Allah didn't say, and those who are between. Inam. وعند أهل السنة لا يكفر بهذه الذنوب إلا إذا ارتكب مكفر من الذنوب. شيخ 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 ربيع حبيبي تعالى. This is very important, يا إخوان. Because a lot of people they are they they سبحان الله they are you find certain people who support the خوارج because they don't understand these principles. Okay. أهل السنة who are upon moderation. Which once again upon the truth, upon the correct path, they say a Muslim, a believer, is not taken out of Islam because that person commits sins. Unless he says if that sin, unless if that sin is considered from those sins that take a person out of Islam. 
And the Shaykh gave example. مِثْلُ مَعْدَ سَبُّ اللَّهُ وَسَبُّ الرَّسُولُ Now he's given us an example of the sins that take a person out of Islam. Abusing Allah. Cursing or abusing the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that takes out of Islam. أو أهان المصحف or he humiliated the Mus'haf. Like the Mus'haf, he humiliated the Mus'haf. Like for instance, the Mus'haf that has the Kalamullah, the Qur'an, they, uh, that's the Mus'haf. The book that have the Qur'an, that we read the Qur'an from, that's called the Mus'haf. Alright? And that's the Qur'an. He has Kalamullah, he has the speech of Allah. And give you an example how people humiliate that. The ulama, they mention because, and give an example, a sahir, the magician. The magician, he said, that's why you'll find the magician, when somebody go to a magician, which by the way, uh, we open this window, it's not permissible to go to the magicians. It's prohibited to go to the magicians. If someone go to a magician and ask them just a question, his salat is not accepted for 40 days, still have to pray. You gotta pray, because if you don't pray, there's another problem. But the salat is not accepted for 40 days. That's only if to go there, being nosy. Let me see what he has. Now you stay away from the magicians from the Sahara. But if someone go to a magician and believe, like the magician tell them, hey, this and this, like, man, he's right. That's a cover. The ulama, they mention because the magician... If somebody go to a magician, as soon as the, the person get in, the magician said, Hey, you're so-and-so, son of so-and-so, and you live over there, and you come into me to talk about the car that, that was stolen, right? The man is like, Whoa, how do you know all that? <laughs> now that man, come on, you see? But how they know these things? How the magician, do they know the unseen? Because the people, they think that they know the unseen, how do they know these things? The helpers, the jinn, the shayateen. The shayateen give them information. And how the shayateen give them information? They have to disbelieve. One of the things, they take the mushaf and flush it in the toilet. They write, they take the, 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 the blood of the woman from the menses and write ayats. Or some of them urinate on the mushaf, do bad things, and then they disbelieve by that. And that's when they, those shayateen, they bring them information. But they don't give them no unseen. Even the shayateen don't know the unseen. Nobody knows the unseen but who? But Allah. Allah. But this shayateen, because of what Allah has given them, they go places and they fast and this and that, and they collect information and present it to the magician. So very important, we study in the book of Tawheed, the chapter of Tawheed, that it's not permissible to go to a magician. Even for a person who has magic spell on them, still not permissible for them to go to a magic to undo the magic. Snap. But rather you follow the Ruqya al-Shariyah. Sheikh mentioned this. Or a person who prostrate for other than Allah. Or a person who prostrate for other than Allah. 
okay, performing an act of worship for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or this is only an example of those major sins that take out of Islam. The ulama, by the way, they wrote, Imam al-Dahabi, the Kabair, Sheikh al-Islam, Imam Muhammad Abdul Wahab, Rahimahullah has his book, uh, The Ten Nullifiers of Islam. Okay, these are the main ones. Ibn al-Qayyim, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he mentioned they are like almost 200 or more or so. You need to know them so you can know what they are and stay away from them because they are very dangerous. قال الشيخ ربيع فإذا فعل واحدة من هذه المكفرات خرج من دائرة الإيمان فهو كافر. So this is the, the belief of Ahlul Sunnah or Jama'ah, which is the truth, which is the haq. If a Muslim <coughs> commit a major sin that is considered from those sins that take person out of Islam, he became a Muslim then. A kafir, he became a, a kafir, a disbeliever. Okay? Not as according to the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila and and the like, or the Murji'ah says, no, no, you will never leave Islam. Once you say, La ilaha Allah, you're, you're straight. La. قال وأما بالمعصية فلا يكفر ولا يخرج من دائرة الإسلام. This is a sin that is lesser than shirk. A sin that is not considered from those sins that take person out of Islam. Then a Muslim who commits those sins does not leave Islam. Like stealing, for example, stealing doesn't take out of Islam. It's bad. Zina, alcohol, and the like, but does not take a person out of Islam. The Shaykh Rabi says, as for the texts, are many from the Quran and, and the Sunnah as related to this matter. Then he mentioned the statement of Imam al Sabuni when he says, وَإِنْ خَرَجَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا غَيْرَ تَائِبٍ مِنْهَا If a person die, and we all die, and death is certain, tomorrow is not for anybody. But one thing is certain is death. Everybody will die. A rich person will die. Cannot buy a couple more days with millions or billions. If the angel of death comes to take the soul of a richest person, he cannot look, man, I'm rich. I got billions. I got, give me a couple more days. Can't. Sit. Gotta go. A king or slave, healthy or strong. Certain people think only those who are sick die. Yeah, everybody die. There are healthy people die. How many of the people used to go and visit a sick person and they die before him? وَكَمْ مِنْ صَحِيحٍ مَاتَ مِنْ غَيْرِ عِلَّةٍ وَكَمْ مِنْ سَقِيمٍ عَاشَ حِينًا مِنَ الدَّهْرِ As one of the poets says, he says, وَكَمْ مِنْ صَحِيحٍ مَاتَ مِنْ غَيْرِ عِلَّةٍ You may find and heard of a man, a strong person died with not, they, they have no problem, never. They didn't know he has any problem and died. Collapse. And how many of a, 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 a sick person for years Still going, alhamdulillah. For years, you in that. Sometimes you'll find in the same house, 
a person old, 80s, 90s, been sick for 20 years or more, his family are tired. So they have to change him, feed him, this. And if he died, they may, he may be a relief for everybody. But then he didn't die. Who died? A baby. Just born, a couple of months later died. So now the family, they like, subhanAllah, this, according to normal circumstances, well, a baby grow to be older, right? But this is not, doesn't work like that. Allah is the one, subhanahu wa ta'ala, who sets, He sets the lifespans for His servants. When the term of anyone comes, that's it. It doesn't matter how muscle you are, jujutsu, and you are a man, strong man. Yeah, you're not. That doesn't work with that. Yeah, you can run out of, run away from a dog if you're strong. You can climb a, a fence and save yourself, but you cannot save yourself from death, man. You just can't. You know, a person can build a big castle because they have money and hire 65,000 guards. <laughs> you want to get to that person, man, you have to sign papers and submit applications. But you can't do that with death. You can't uh, hire guards that keep the angel of death away from you. It just doesn't. Because that guard didn't save himself. Alright? So it's very important for us to remember this. So now, <clears throat> when a person die, a Muslim die, but they used to commit some major sins that are not from those sins that take out of Islam. They didn't repent. They died while they were perpetrating those evil acts. The Shaykh says, and this is a, a blameworthy action. This is a bad decision for a Muslim who know who don't know if he's going to wake up the next morning, uh, or if he's going to make it to the next Salat, uh, how he's going to be planning, oh, I'm going to do it next weekend. They can't plan for sins. You got to stay away from them. But if you are struggling, then turn to Allah and ask Him for forgiveness. But you can't plan person make plans to commit sins and to disobey Allah. That's very bad. That's very bad. You got a plan for your hereafter. You ask Allah to forgive you and protect you from sins. But if you one day fall short and then turn to Allah with repentance. But you don't plan. A Muslim doesn't plan to do bad things. A Muslim plan, his plan is for good things. I'm going to do this, I'm going to go to the masjid, I'm going to visit these sick people, I'm going to call my mother, I'm going to help out, I'm going to make hajj next year, inshallah, or the after, I'm going to try to finish this book, I'm going to finish this juz, I'm going to help this person, that's what you do. You don't be like, I'm going to stick up this person, I'm going to hit him in the face when I get a chance next day. You can't do these things, man. Planning to fornicate or to commit zina, or planning to go and drink in the weekend away so because nobody see you. You think nobody see you? Is that right? <clears throat> the Sheikh says these actions are blameworthy.
No doubt. لأن المطلوب من المؤمن أن يستقيم على دين الله تبارك وتعالى وأن يطيع الله وأن يطيع الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم وأن يجتنب المعاصي كبيرها وصغيرها بل إذا استقام لا يركن إلى عمله وإنما يطمع في رحمة الله سبحانه وتعالى ويخاف عذابه الشيخ يقول لك very important advice now hey, سبحان الله he says now what is requested from a believer is that he has to be straight upon the deen of Allah. You gotta be upright. That's, that's what makes you a believer. Because the believer is upright. Alright? You got to constantly say to yourself, man, look, being a believer, I gotta be upright. I gotta be a good servant of Allah. Which consists of obeying Allah and obeying His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and leaving off sins. Major and minor sins. Any sin you like, Lord, I got to get out of here. Yes, it's not easy for certain people. Alhamdulillah, make it easy for them. The sin, they hate it. But some people are tempted. So you have to fight. Man, you got to fight. You know, sometimes, man, you have to fight for a while. But as long as you keep on fighting your desires, your lust, the temptation of the shaitan, and follow the means that help us not to fall into those sins, such as not being in the areas where, the, where it is easy for us to be drafted. Stay away from the people that make it easy for us to sin. Get rid of all means that help you or make it easy for us to sin. These are from the means. You want to keep your t-shirt clean, but you're still playing football in the mud. You gotta get out of that field. You know? You gotta get out of there. Some people they still struggling with drugs, struggling not only with what, but they live in an area where it is infested with drugs. They still hang with friends, they call them as friends, which that's another problem. You cannot take as friends those people who are crooked and they are bad. You can't be with friends. The Prophet says Khalili. A person is on the religion of his closest friends. So let's every one of you be careful who he takes as friends. Who you take your friends? You take good friends, they remind you of Allah. Did you read the Quran today, Akhi? You check on your mother and father? Huh? I didn't see you, Akhi, for Dhuhr. Is it okay? Because he knows you don't work in the mornings. He sends you a text message. And he's a reminder. No, we don't go there, Akhi. There's another spot. No, the mall is bad. Yes, those sneakers are not just in the mall, okay? Take you to another store, alhamdulillah, in the corner. Nothing. But you go on the mall, you don't just get sneakers. You get a whole lot of garbage with that sneaker. You know what I'm saying? No, there's a Muslim tell you, Akhi, don't go to the mall. Get it from another place. Less fitna. Not along those who go to LA fitna. Centers. What's the other one here called? A memorial? Planet hey, Planet Fitna. Fitness? Fitness. Oh, man. That's a Planet Fitna. Talking about fitness. What's fitness? Going over there and all that fitna and say, hey, A Muslim is like, okay, where are you going? I'm going to work out. You're going to work out your issues first. 
How are you going to work out your muscles? What about your heart? What about your akhlaq? You don't need to work out? How are you going to work out your muscles and women all around? Excuse me, Muslim brother. Can you give me that? Yes, subhanAllah. Can't do that. Just can't be in those environments. This is an advice. We all have issues, ikhwan, we got problems, may Allah protect us. Amen. But we give these advices for myself first and for all of our brothers and sisters in Islam. Because you never know, these advices that we read to you from the ulama, they work for certain people, for those that Allah wants good for them. That's all. As Imam al-Bani, he says, if someone is searching for the haq, one dalil is enough. But if a person is, is looking for desires and he just want to fulfill his desires, bring him a thousand proof, it won't be enough. A thousand proof still, because he's not concerned with the haq. He's not looking for the truth. He's looking for something else. So the Shaykh Rabbi says, look man, this is very important. He says you have to be upright upon the deen of Allah. Because that's what a believer do. And being upright, it means that you have to obey Allah and obey His Messenger Do what is right and stay from the bad. Stay from sins. The minor and the major sins. And with that, he says, when a person finds himself, Alhamdulillah, he's upright. Allahu Akbar, a person who's upright, he fulfills his obligations, stay away from the haram. He said, still, don't rely on your actions. Don't say, oh my God, I'm one of those as-sabiqoon, I'm from as-salihoon, and from the people of Jannah, alhamdulillah. And from, no, don't do that. Don't let the shaitan get you in that corner. Still with that, you have to rely on the mercy of Allah. And you, and you fear the punishment of Allah. Sheikh Rabbi is giving this very important advice to Ikhwan. Pay attention, take notes. He says the true believer whose iman is strong does righteous actions while his heart shivers. Are of fear that Allah may not accept those actions. SubhanAllah. That's the true believer who's strong in Iman. He, he get up, he fast, pray, being dutiful to his parents, respect the people, fulfill the covenants, the amana. He don't backbite, he don't cheat, he don't steal. But still, doing all of these things, and he's still, he's shivering. Hainan. Fear. That Allah may not accept these actions. Why Allah may not accept actions? Because that person is not perfect. Maybe while he's performing those actions, maybe he didn't huh, do it in a way, or he the way that is right, or that he maybe has uh, uh, issues in some of the conditions of that act of worship, some of the pillars and the like, or the wajibat. And he mentioned the ayah, the Shaykh Abidullah, the ayah 60 in Surah Al Mu'minun. 
قال الله سبحانه وتعالى والذين يؤتون ما آتوا وقلوبهم وجلة أنهم إلى ربهم راجعون And those who give many charity, which they give and also do other good deeds with their hearts full of fear. SubhanAllah. Whether their alms or charities or those acts, good acts, good deeds, have been accepted or not. SubhanAllah. Because they know that they're going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for reckoning. They're going to be asked about these actions by Allah. Whether they're going to accept, they have concern. They don't be arrogant like be arrogant. Oh, because he prayed a couple of days in the first row, that's it. He thinks that's it. He's Mr. I don't know who. He's already in Jannah. No, no, the believers, they do those actions for Allah, not for somebody. And they have that fear in their hearts. I'm doing this. Am I doing it for Allah? I'm not doing it for something else. He's, he's asking himself. Have this conversation with himself. Have I did everything right? Is Allah going to accept it or not? Aynaam. Yaqul, la'alli lam ukhlis fi hadha al-amal. La'alli qassart, la'alli. Shaykh Rabi'i says, this is the believer. He does the actions according to the sunnah. Because he has knowledge. He's not just somebody who does anything like Sophie or something, ignorant. No, he has knowledge. He learned how to perform the salat that will do this, this. But he still says, maybe, maybe... I wasn't sincere enough in it. Maybe I wasn't sincere when I was doing that action. Maybe I was deficient. Maybe something is not right when I did it. See, he always asks himself these questions. Al-Walihada Shuri'a al-Istighfar Ba'da kulli maktuba Ba'da kulli amal The Shaykh said, that's why Istighfar for us to say Astaghfirullah is legislated after every salat and after many Righteous deeds. فتفرغ من الصلاة كل صلاة فتستغفر الله تبارك وتعالى. The Sheikh says, look, after every salat, what is the first thing after Taslim the Prophet taught us to say? Astaghfirullah. Three times. Why you say Astaghfirullah? Did you just commit a sin? Because some people they say, why Astaghfirullah? I didn't commit no sin. I just pray for Allah. I'm proud that I prayed. <laughs> they don't know. No, he said for this reason. You say, Astaghfirullah. Because you're human. You tried your best, but you're not perfect. Now, follow me. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allah. أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن 
محمد رسول الله الشيخ الوالد شيخ ربيع حفظه الله فأنت تفرغ من الصلاة وتستغفر لماذا تستغفر؟ لهذا السبب There is legislation for us after we finish the salat this beautiful act of worship but you still the first thing you say استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله for the same reason because you're a human being maybe you your ikhlas wasn't complete maybe you have deficiency here or there you ask Allah for forgiveness وتفرغ من الحج فتستغفر الله وتذكر الله كثيرا والصيام كذلك you made hajj this great act of worship you still ask Allah for forgiveness Allah command those who complete certain rites of hajj once they finish they say oh man we did it Allah Akbar they say استغفر الله They turn to Allah and remember Allah and ask Allah to, to accept siyam. You fast a whole day, you have struggled, it's a long day, people eating around you, but you fasted. You don't like at the end of the day you forget everything. No, you, you ask Allah for acceptance and you humble yourself and you turn to Allah and ask Him for forgiveness because you're a human being, you're deficient. Maybe in, throughout the day, throughout the act of worship, maybe your mind went here or there and you didn't do it right. And you ask Allah for forgiveness. قال هذا حال المؤمن الصادق كامل الإيمان والعاصي لا شك عنده نقص في إيمانه ونقص في حيائه من الله تبارك وتعالى ونقص في شكرانه لنعمة الله عز وجل يتفاوت هذا النقص بقدر ما يرتكبونه من الذنوب والعياذ بالله Shaykh Rabih says, this should be the position and the stand of the true believer who's strong in his iman. As for the sinner, he says, no doubt, he's deficient in his iman. Because since that's what makes the iman go down. So the, sin, the sinful, he's deficient in his iman. He's deficient in his hayat. In his shyness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is a deficient in thanking Allah and giving thanks to Allah for this ni'am. Because when we sin, we use the ni'am of Allah to sin. We use the ni'am of Allah to disobey Allah. Instead, actually, the proper way is to thank Allah for those blessings, the eye, the hands, the foot, the tongue, and the like. The ears, 
and use them in a way that is pleasing to Allah. That's the reality of shukr. Okay? But when a person disobeys Allah, that's a deficiency in, in shukr. He said, of course, these people, they, are, they vary. They're not on the same level as related to the, them being deficient in their iman, according to the sins that they perpetrated and how much he said we seek refuge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from that. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us firmness upon his deen and to strengthen us in our iman and to save us from the mischief of our deeds and the wickedness of our actions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us firm upon his path. وصلى الله وسلم على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا